fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Your friends don't play fantasy? LOL. What a bunch of nerds. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, I'm going to start the show out the same way this week that I did last week, or at least similar. Football is awesome. What are people complaining about? This stuff has been great. Two awesome weeks of football in a row. And we welcome you to the Sunday night show here, Fantasy Football Today. Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. Welcome back, Jamie. Uh, thank you. And uh, I, I, I will uh, thank everybody for the event in Hermosa Beach whenever you give me the time. So, Okay, that's coming okay. soon. Just, you know, one second. But first got to say hi to Heath. Hey, Heath. What a great day of football. It was amazing. One undefeated team left, and they play tomorrow night, the Kansas City Chiefs. How about that? Pretty well, you saying you had one undefeated team left. I do not. No, I do not. Just one undefeated NFL team left. I ha- I think I have one chance of, a, of an undefeated team left, but I need Russell Wilson to put up like 30 points tonight. So could probably happen. not going to happen. It could happen. All right, Jamie. Thank everybody for coming to that L.A. event. It sounded really fun. L.A. is a great city. I'm glad you had a good time. We missed you on Thursday and Friday, but I know you had a good time out in Los Angeles. I just have to say, you know, Adam, we've we've done uh, a few of these events over the years. We did one in Philadelphia, and that was just amazing. And anytime we get a chance to see the people who listen to our shows, uh, read our content, um, I wish I remembered everybody's name, and I truly apologize for that. But you guys were awesome, awesome, awesome for coming out. And the things that you know about our show, about <laughs> us, um, you know, from all the little jokes, the inside jokes, uh, it, it's it's just really impressive. So thank you so much for everybody who came. And it was really a fun time. And uh, thank you also to all the people on our sales staff that put these events together. It's impressive yeah. stuff. Thank you to Old Navy. They were great, too. Yeah, man. I love Old Navy. I got to get myself to Old Navy. I got to buy some jeans. All right. So uh, we got to start with injuries, unfortunately. Then after that, winners and losers. I was thinking of some clever names for winners and losers today, but I didn't really have – I wasn't really feeling it. Uh, I'm in sports depression. And uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of backfields. Who's emerging in New Orleans? Who's emerging for the Jets, for the Giants, for the Eagles? Do we have more clarity there? For the Ravens, uh, do you care about some of the players we didn't expect to put up big numbers, but who did? Devin Funches, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Tyler Croft, guys like that. We'll talk about it all, and we'll try to get to every single game today. But here's the big news. Dalvin Cook, torn ACL. Is it 100% confirmed or just... 100% suspected that he tore his ACL. It's an MRI pending tomorrow, so, but yeah. you know the writing's on the wall. Yeah, so we're going to lose Dalvin Cook for the season. That is a, an awful break uh, for fantasy owners, for Dalvin Cook, for the Vikings. So, Jamie, are you going to be excited at all about a Vikings running back, Latavius Murray getting all the work after Cook left? Well, McKinnon got hurt. He came back in the game briefly, but it's going to be a shared backfield, and it's basically what we saw last year. You know, Murray will be the, uh, Matt Asiata and McKinnon will be McKinnon. You know, it's, it's not going to be exciting. They do get the Bears on Monday night, so we'll see. I, I would probably lean toward Murray just because of his touchdown potential. And we saw McKinnon last year play well at times in, in, in the passing game. So PPR, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's bad. It stinks. Yeah, it's bad. Heath, uh, there are actually going to be some pretty fun running backs. Waivers are going to take us hours on Tuesday night. I'm going to start doing waiver claims tomorrow because there are a lot of really interesting players to get. Latavius Murray's 22% owned. He had seven carries for 21 yards and two catches for eight yards. 
But I imagine, Heath, there will be some other waiver wire running backs as we, you know, take a peek ahead to the Tuesday show that you'd be more interested in adding than Latavius. It's so interesting because all of the running backs that are going to be out there on waivers and are going to be waiver claims, I can make a case to get really excited and just completely blow too much money on. And then I can make an argument that, whoop, well, maybe not. I mean, you start with the guy who Friday morning we thought was going to be break the bank, Aaron Jones. And then it turns out Jamal Williams' knee's not that bad. Ty Montgomery might not even miss more than a game. If he even misses one game, so how much do we really want him? Elijah McGuire just had 130 yards from scrimmage for the Jets on 12 touches. I was really impressed by Elijah McGuire. He He's really good, good, but unfortunately in the same game, Bilal Powell had 190 yards, so <laughs> yeah, total what does yards. that really mean? Well, he had that, well, Powell had that 75 yard touchdown run that was yeah, a total McGuire fluke. McGuire had the 69 yard touchdown. But, but Powell's was a fluke. Like, the Jaguars stopped playing. They thought the ball was dead. He kept going. But they both played well. They both played well for sure. And, and I talked to Matt Forte and he said it's gonna be a committee and he likes that. Forte even likes that it's gonna be a committee and I'm not convinced it won't be after this. Yeah, you're right. McGuire 10% owned. Um, both of those guys had huge games. Alright, go ahead. Keep, keep going. I'm sure there are more. Andre Ellington, man. I, I want that guy. Yeah, what, I mean, what the heck is Carson Palmer? I, I'm really glad that he threw the ball to Larry Fitzgerald on the game winning play. That was smart. It only took 50 minutes, but yeah. Or uh, yeah, seven, but 70 like, minutes, excuse me. We're dinking and dunking to Andre Ellington all day long. He had no choice. Yeah, I he had mean. No choice. That offensive line was miserable. Right. Uh, yeah, Ellington's definitely in a PPR league deserves some interest. But all those well, there, guys there, ahead There's of, word out of Arizona that the team is really pissed off that, that Arians is still giving Chris Johnson work. Yeah. I, well, they have no running game, and Carson Palmer throws so much right now. We did – okay, Ellington should have had a touchdown. I don't know what the heck happened there. They got overturned. Well, what about John Brown? Same thing. John Brown's like he may have been out of bounds. I could say no conclusive evidence to overturn that call. I don't know how they, they ruled Ellington out, but, yeah, um, could have been a, a little bit better of a day for Palmer. Um, but anyway, guys, Latavius Murray is certainly not going to be at the top of the list of waiver wire running backs, right? Right. No. Okay. You have Alex Collins. You have mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara. You have Wayne Gallman. You know, I think all those guys are better than the Vikings guys right now. All right, Jamie, let's look at the quarterback injuries. Between Marcus Mariota, who left with a hamstring injury, and Derek Carr with a back injury, uh, do you expect – do we know anything right now as of Sunday night, 8, 8.45 p.m. Eastern? Uh, and do you expect long-term injuries here with Mariota and Carr? I mean, there's there's nothing definitive. Mariota's going to get an MRI. Um, you know, whenever uh, – we, we watch games on Sunday with, with John Beeson, the former NFL linebacker. And, you know, players usually have a good idea about what injuries are and what happens to them. And he said, oh, that's probably two to three weeks on Mariota. And the, if that's the case, that is – Awful because after coming through that brutal part of his schedule, he gets the Dolphins, the Colts, and somebody else that's really easy over his next three games. So hopefully he's out there because that would just be tremendous to have him at 100. percent um, It sounds it's as the if the Browns, by the way, back. Jamie. It's I'm the sorry? Dolphins, Colts, and Browns. Yeah, I mean that's the layup of all layups right there. That was what we were hoping for. You know, come through this early part of the schedule, play okay, and then get to that kick kick part of the schedule like we saw last year and take advantage of it. So. Um, Matt Castle leading the Titans does not make me feel good about any of the Titans players. Yeah. No, and there was there was video during the game of Mariota on the sideline, and you could very clearly read his lips saying, "I heard it pop." Oh, and I, I think any time you're 
like immediately just saying we're getting an MRI on a hamstring, it's it's not a great sign. I'm more worried about him than I am Carr. It was a weird thing after the game with Carr though too, because Del Rio says it's back spasms. We don't think it's a big deal, and they mentioned that to Carr. He's like, well, I'm glad he knows that. <laughs> like Carr didn't know for sure what was going on, so, but doesn't sound like Carr's is serious. All right, well that's a good thing, and hopefully you didn't start Derek Carr. I can tell you how many leagues he was started, and it wasn't a lot, but he had a obviously predictably bad game with one long touchdown pass, killing time. Oh, 32%. There we go. 32% only scored 11 fantasy points, Derek Carr, and he left with an injury. Odell Beckham had a finger injury. Then he was limping off the field. Then he was down with the ankle injury. He ended up returning. He ended up playing. It's got to be a little nerve-wracking if you're a Beckham owner. It does appear that that ankle is definitely not 100%. Julio Jones left with a hip flexor injury in the second quarter. Mohamed Sanu left with a hamstring injury. So, of course, Matt Ryan owners are paying close attention. Uh, and oh, he's done. If that's if that's long term for Julio. Yeah. Do we know anything about Julio right now? You know, he came off the field. He tried to come back on the field. They took him to the locker room, and then he didn't come back out. That wasn't a good sign. So, I think it's going to be something you have to keep an eye on. How about this? I just traded for a Saturday night. I traded Lashawn McCoy for Julio Jones. Wow. Oh man. Oh, well, McCoy with a hundred total yards, I believe today around that. Um, did it got and it a done? very animated press conference after the game. Oh, did he? He was uh, ranting and raving about, you guys want to talk to the, you guys didn't give us a chance, you want to talk to the winners, we're over here. Good for them, like man. Screaming. I, I mean, I understand that they lost their top two wide receivers, the Falcons, but the Bills have allowed one touchdown pass this year. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're doing great. They're offensive, defensive line, great right there, great for them. And give Sean McDermott credit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's looking like the real deal as a coach. Okay, and then uh, Amir Abdullah left with a foot injury, could have returned apparently. He had, uh, 94 yards, I believe, just under 100 yards, and now this is 56 games in a row for the Detroit Lions without a 100-yard rusher. If he didn't get hurt, uh, Abdullah probably would have gotten that 100-yard rushing mark, but he scored a touchdown, had a really good game. All right, let's do some winners and losers. We'll know more about, more about the injuries on Tuesday when we reconvene for our waiver wire show. Jamie, your two winners, Dak Prescott and Alex Collins. Prescott was started in 69% of leagues, including by... Team Heathdom in the Rejects League. And Alex Collins is only 13% owned. But Dak uh, looked great, Jamie. 28 fantasy points. Two straight games with, with big games. And gets Green Bay next week. Yeah. I mean, you have to buy in at this point if you haven't already. And, and so came through. Tough schedule early on. Takes advantage of a great matchup here. You know, we, we know that their offense runs through Ezekiel Elliott. But he's still giving you great fantasy production. And, you know, uh, should have had a, a rushing touchdown. I believe that was called back. So Dak's just been on fire. Yeah. I see it slowing down. And as far as Zeke goes, he scored two touchdowns today. He's on pace. I'm trying to find it in my notes, but, uh, he caught, caught like 32 passes last year. And he's catching so many passes. It's just very encouraging. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll get you the exact numbers. Uh, right now, 16 catches in four games. He had 32 catches in 15 games last year. He's already halfway there, so he's been really good in PPR now um, in addition to standard. And Alex Collins, Jamie, the only thing about Alex Collins, two fumbles on 31 carries last year, two fumbles on 25 carries this year. Do you think he runs away with the Ravens' job? He should. I mean, he's better than Terrence West. There there was a play where Terrence West had a run to the outside, and it looked like it was me trying to get to the outside. He just looks slow. <laughs> so Javorius Allen's better in the passing game than – Probably both those guys, but 
Terrence West needs to take a backseat. They need to give Alex Collins work because he's the only one running through what's a bad offensive line right now. All right, Collins, 13% owned. He'll be a hot waiver wire ad. And Buck Allen did give you six catches, so that's uh, 16 catches in his last six games. But only two carries. Collins had nine carries for 82 yards. He had a 50-yard run, but he did fumble. All right, Heath, let's go to your winners for today. Oh, man, hey, congratulations. I totally doubted Deshaun Watson, and I, I was way off. 50 did? I did because, you know, he, yeah, because I thought it was the Patriots. You know, I thought, look, he did it against the Patriots. I want to see him do it again. He did it again. He did it again. He did 41 fantasy points. He's 50% owned. And your winners are the Texans fans. It's not just Deshaun Watson, but we'll start with Deshaun Watson. 25 of 34 for 283 yards and four scores. He only ran the ball four times, but also got a rushing touchdown. And it's not just... Like, he is a lot of fun to watch. And it's not just that he can run the ball or that he's so good at escaping pressure in the pocket, which he is excellent at that. The dude has a cannon. Peppered DeAndre Hopkins again with targets. He got 10 out of 12 for 107 yards. Will Fuller was back, caught a couple touchdown passes. Ryan Griffin didn't even do anything in this game. Lamar Miller looked like Lamar Miller again at 130 total yards and two touchdowns. Everything went right for the Texans. We thought they might compete for this division because of how good their defense was. Listen, I, the Titans aren't a great defense, but they're not the Patriots so far this year either. No, that, but this is two straight games have given up 40 fantasy points to a quarterback. Wilson last week, Watson this week. They're bad. They're, you think they're worse than the Patriots? Not right uh, now. No, but they're very close. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm excited about all these guys. But these are great, but but you know it is interesting. I mean, you can make a certain case to add Deshaun Watson, 50% owned. You can also make a case that his value is never going to be higher because he may have just faced. I think the Browns are certain. I think the Browns will end up giving up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. But the Patriots and the Titans could be bottom five or top five, you know, however you want to look at it. Well, he yeah, still has he, the Colts twice, right? You've got mm-hmm. you've got two uh two quarterbacks that everybody was starting. Potentially hurt, missing time next week in Carr and Mariota. You have Drew Brees, Matt Ryan on a bye next week. Kirk Cousins on a bye next week. If you're not planning on starting Deshaun Watson next week, you're silly. Well, they have they have Kansas City next week. I don't so. care. Yeah, and then they have Cleveland. And unfortunately, Heath, one of the games against the Colts is week 17. But um, Will Fuller, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. So hats off to Deshaun Watson. What do you think rest of season right now, Deshaun Watson or Jameis Winston? What's your gut telling you? Who's going to be better? Ooh, Deshaun. Hey, Jamie? Oh, I'll, I'll take Jameis. I mean, he just came out of a tough matchup and played great. You know, last week he still got you over 300 yards in, in one of the more tough matchups he's going to face all season. So um, I, I think both could be very good, but I, I still think there's a higher ceiling for Jameis. At some point we're going to see teams, I think, will start to figure him out a little bit in terms of Deshaun just because he's a rookie quarterback. You start to get more film on him, but he, he does. He looks great. It, it's it's not a, a, a disliking Deshaun Watson saying Jameis will be better. It's just I think both guys have a, a big season ahead of them. All right, Heath's second winner is an interesting one. Guy who was started in just 11% of leagues. Five catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. He had a 75-yard touchdown catch. This is Tyrell Williams, Heath, 65% owned. Big game for him against the Eagles. I think you better call Tyrell. <laughs> Are you sure? Call him. I, I do. If I, he only had six targets in this game, but that's the second most on the team. 
And he's the second best wide receiver on this team. Hunter Henry finally got involved a little bit, caught a touchdown pass, but they're not using him running very many pass routes. Tyrell Williams is better than Travis Benjamin. And this is a bad team. They're going to have to throw the ball a ton. We gave up on Tyrell Williams too quickly. I, You know, last night on the radio show with Dave, I said I had a feeling about Tyrell Williams because I saw that Eagles secondary in action last week. Sterling Shepard had that huge game. Eli Manning had a huge game. And I I guess I'm not shocked because the Eagles right now are a terrible pass defense with how banged up they are. How much of a factor is that for you? They're at the Giants next week, then at Oakland, then Denver. Their next three games may be two tough matchups. There. I don't know what to make of the Giants right now. They suck. but um, well, They're awful in every way. I mean, why aren't we doing fell? winners and losers as Chiefs and Giants? Or we could do Yankees and Royals. I'll let you decide. Well, the Royals should, are a 500 team. You sell Tyrell now for anything you get him for. You think so, Jamie? So, Mike Williams is going to come back next week potentially, and so that just puts a wrench into the whole thing. So he, he I don't think he's uh, he's worse than Mike Williams, and it's not even a guarantee that Mike Williams plays. But schedule getting tougher, another mouth to feed in this offense. I, I just think you're going to get value for him now while you can do it. All right, bonus winner. Are we sure we want to sell high on Todd Gurley? 121 rushing, 94 receiving, and a touchdown today against the Cowboys. Here comes the gauntlet, though. Seattle, Jacksonville, Arizona, a bye. The Giants, I don't know. They're not very good. Houston, Minnesota. It's tough. Are we sure we want to sell high on Todd Gurley? Jamie? I'll say the same thing I've been saying. If you're selling him, you're selling him for the best of the best. And at this point, you're not going to get anything on par for him. All right, so who would, you, what you're gonna ask who would you rank ahead of him? Uh, how many running backs rank ahead of Todd Gurley now? Le'Veon, Zeke, Kareem Hunt. Okay. That's probably it. Heath? Um, I'll still take Devontae Freeman. McCoy? No. <sighs> That's a tough one for me, because I do still think, like, this – was not the start of his terrible stretch. The start of his terrible stretch is next week. Right, right. But is Seattle terrible from what we've seen? I I believe they're going to be a r- good run defense this year. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but next week, though, on a short week. Is that a Thursday game? No, no, well, I mean, the plain night game. Well, not that short. It's a short, it's, it's <laughs> six hours shorter than the other weeks, but it's, yeah. it's still shorter. Um, yeah, I, I would still sell him for a star. But that doesn't mean sell him for two average players or three decent players. It means sell him for a star. Yeah. And don't sell him for Ty Montgomery like I did. Of course, there were other players in the deal, but, you know. Uh, all right, so Todd Gurley with a huge game. Good for him. Uh, we will get to the losers. Ah, let's go to the losers right now. And let's go to Heath's losers. Oh, man, Joe Mixon. Heath, remember? My bold prediction was like 14 or 15 fantasy points. And you said, your bold prediction is my projection. So, uh, wow, we missed the mark on Joe Mixon. 17 carries for 29 yards. And, you know, in the first quarter, he had one carry. Jeremy Hill had four carries. Mixon got so much of his work late in the game. He had six carries on the last two possessions. And it was a total slaughter at that point. All right, what's your take on Mixon and the Bengals uh, right now? Well, I mean, this game went exactly like, I guess, Dave and Jamie thought from the Andy Dalton perspective, because I was afraid that he would not be efficient enough on a low number of attempts. And he just threw the ball so well that that's how they got a lot of their touchdowns. But Mixon, this was a prime opportunity. I mean, last week he got the volume. This week he was supposed to get a decent matchup. And he was just awful. 
Giovanni Bernard had a huge day in the passing game. I just, I, I'm not saying that like you're not starting Joe Mixon next week, but this is certainly disappointing. Well, at and least he's got he Buffalo, had, so maybe yeah. you're not starting Joe Mixon next week. At least he had the most carries, you know. Again, uh, like I said, a lot of it came late. So, all right, let's do a rest of season. Rest of season, would you rather have Joe Mixon or Marshawn Lynch, who I know is a loser for Jamie? Mixon. Jamie Mixon. Mixon? I'd rather have him before the season. I'd rather have him now. But how concerned are you? Because, I mean, the other thing about Mixon, he hasn't really done much when he's gotten the opportunities. Like, he didn't play well. 17 carries, 29 yards. Well, I mean, look, it's only the second time that he's gotten this workload. So, I... We're going to find out tonight if the Colts' run defense is for real. The Browns' run defense has been good. Give him some yeah, credit. It's true. No Danny Shelton, no Jamie Collins. They still did a good job against him. All right, another Heath loser is Sammy Watkins. What the hell, Sammy Watkins? I wanted to trade you after this game because I figured you were going to go off at Dallas, but only two targets uh, and one catch for 17 yards for Sammy Watkins, Heath. There was a point in the second half of this game where the Cowboys just decided we don't have to cover Sammy Watkins. He's just running around the secondary by himself. Nobody's even paying any attention to him. It's like he was invisible. I I don't know. Um, good day for Cooper Cup. It wasn't even that great for Robert Woods. I, I no. I I don't know why, but I we can't expect any type of consistency from Watkins. They don't throw a lot, and uh, yeah, we threw thirty six passes. This was the most he had thrown. He he hadn't thrown more than twenty eight in his first three games, maybe twenty nine. Uh, and Todd Gurley had uh, probably the most yards, right? He had 94 receiving yards. I'm assuming yep. he led them. Yeah. He had the most targets, receptions, and yards. Oh boy. Well, at some, I mean, I guess you can't trust Sammy Watkins next week against Seattle. That's disappointing. I hope we're not talking about dropping him in a few weeks. Uh, but all right, bad, bad week. No, but for this Sammy is why I, I, I didn't want people to drop Cooper Cup because this isn't a receiving core that has a dominant guy. Who would you rather have in the receiving core going forward? I mean, look, Sammy Watkins still has the most upside, as we saw last week, but he's just not going to be consistent. Would you rather have him than Cooper Cup? I'd rather have the upside of Sammy Watkins, yes. Yeah, I would too. But right. I don't think you should necessarily give up on Cooper Cup. Like, I had to drop Cooper Cup. I had a tough decision to make because I needed to cover myself with Doug Baldwin. So my last two receivers in one league were Cooper Cup and Tyrell Williams. And I dropped Cup because I figured Tyrell Williams, if he does have a better game, is going to have the chance to get picked up more. Okay. And that's gonna that would have been the case if I dropped Tyrell Williams. Now Cooper Cup may get picked up first, clearly, but I want to hold on to him where I have him. Did you start Tyrell Williams? No, I didn't start either one. Mm. Alright, well, if you want to go see Tyrell Williams or any other of your favorite football players, get yourself on SeatGeek right now. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. I use it every single time I need tickets. I can be anywhere with just a few taps. I'm instantly finding seats. And SeatGeek tells me about the best bargains. They make it very clear, very obvious. I love, I really do love the SeatGeek app. And you've got a chance to save 20 bucks on your first purchase when you use our promo code FFT. So you look for an event on SeatGeek. SeatGeek says, all right, you sit back and relax. We're going to take care of this for you. Goes and searches multiple ticket sites, pulls in a bunch of results. So that's right there saving you time. And then it's just about finding you the best values. It grades every ticket based on value. So right there, you're saving money now. And every purchase is fully guaranteed on SeatGeek. So really, there's no reason not to use it for sports, for concerts, for comedy, for theater. Our listeners get 20 bucks off their first SeatGeek purchase. Download the SeatGeek app, and the promo code is FFT. That promo code FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. 
All right, losers from Jamie this week. Couple of running backs. Why don't we start with Marshawn Lynch since we already talked about him? Uh, nine carries for 12 yards. He was start, he was unbelievably started in 45% of leagues. This was such an obvious sit and he stunk against the outstanding Broncos defense. But how concerned are you long term about Marshawn Lynch? He just looks not good. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is what our, our fear was is that coming off of a year of not playing and when he played last, he wasn't that great. You know, the thought would be, okay, great offensive line, great offense. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's got a good matchup next week against the, if Brandon Williams doesn't play again for the Ravens. Yeah. So maybe you buy into that and then try and sell him high. But, you know, the, the, there's still the injury risk coming, not necessarily because of anything that he's shown, but he's at the age, he's at the level of when guys break down and he broke down the last time he played a full season. So I don't want any part of Marshall Lynch. Would you rather yeah, have? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll confess that this is not what I feared. This is kind of what I hoped for because of all the things that we said over the summer. It's true. Which is rude. No, I mean, look, you have have a guy as a bust. Obviously, we <laughs> don't want him to be great. <laughs> it's part of it. Would you guys rather have Marshawn Lynch or Amir Abdullah? Oh, Amir Abdullah, Abdullah. Easy, easily. Marshawn Lynch or the Garrett Blunt? Blunt. 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 It is okay. Bonus lose. Oh wait, Jamie's got another one. Sorry. Jay Ajayi, Jamie, in the, uh, in the Bonanza, of course. Jay Ajayi, 12 carries look, for 46 yards. They look awful. Yeah, they look terrible. Awful, awful, awful. Yeah. Now, to be fair, the start of their season, based on where they've had to play and what they've had to go through, missing week one with the hurricane, having the, all their preparation thrown off, uh, I believe if I heard the stat correctly, they've traveled 11,000 miles in the first three weeks of the season, you know, going to Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, going to New York, going to London. So that wears on you. They haven't played a home game yet. They are going to come home if Mariota's out after what this defense has shown. They can easily win that game next week. But their offense looks awful. And I wonder if a quarterback change is coming. Not that it's Jay Cutler's fault, but Matt Moore, when he came on for Ryan Tannehill last year and when he got hurt, gave him a spark. You wonder if they need to change something up a little bit. Uh, but the, the thought was Mike Pouncey's there. They're, they're going to be great running the ball. Um, they, they were averaging nearly five yards a carry at the first half. You know, he only had eight carries at the time, but 12 carries is not enough what you're hoping for from JHI. You know, you need him to be close to 20 carries and, and be a little bit more involved in the passing game and, and their offense has not done enough to help that and help him. And they said, uh, in the broadcast, and by the way, he had just four catches in his first two games, now five through three games because of the knee injury. They mentioned on the broadcast that JGI might not play that much on third down. And they said that going into the game too. Yeah. So, you know, he might not be a factor at all in the passing game. Very, very little. Uh, now it's, and so you couldn't, you couldn't possibly trade Gurley for Ajayi now. You gotta go Gurley over Ajayi. Oh, right? of course. Yeah. You gotta go Gurley, but Ajayi is a buy low candidate. Yeah. Okay. Um, makes sense. Now, bonus loser. Dude, Melvin Gordon. What do you, what's, what the hell? He scored 13 fantasy points in standard scoring leagues in each of his first three games. That's great. But you got to be concerned. He's averaging 3.1 yards per carry right now. 10 carries for 22 yards. Uh Heath, is this going to be another Melvin Gordon year where it's just bad yards per carry but good fantasy production? Or is, are there deeper concerns? Uh, no, that's exactly what it looks like. Is They're still going to use him almost exclusively inside of the 10-yard line. But... I don't know what's going on with this Chargers team, to be honest. I, I don't, don't think they're good. 
what? No, they're not good. <laughs> they don't block well. Way. They don't tackle well. Melvin Gordon shows up atop the leaderboard of a lot of missed tackles categories, despite the fact that he also seems to run two yards and fall down a lot. Um, I'm not excited about buying low on Melvin Gordon, if that's what you're asking. I guess I was asking that, yeah. Not excited about that? Okay. Would you rather have, in a PPR league, I mean, I think it's easy. I don't know why I went to this guy, but Christian McCaffrey or Melvin Gordon? I'd stick with Melvin. <laughs> Lamar Miller or Melvin Gordon? So oh, they are awfully similar. Not, no, no, they can't be. Come on, like through three they weeks. Are. Through three weeks, this wasn't even a contest. Well, it wasn't a contest last year because Melvin was in a much better offense that put him in opportunities to score touchdowns. Well, that's but they're both very inefficient on a per carry basis. Mm-hmm. So now the so. question you have to ask is, who's going to be a better offense the rest of the year? The Texans or the Chargers. I'd still take Gordon no matter what. What do you think? I think I'd still take Gordon, but I think they're in the same category. He's much more involved in the passing game. He's got so he's got that going for him. All oh, right. Who Gordon is. Oh, well no, Lamar Miller was involved today. Today, but he hadn't been. Well, prior to last week he was. First two games of the season he was. Was he? Yeah. But as involved as Melvin Gordon? Well no, but Gordon wasn't involved today. I I know. I guess the argument has changed a little bit. By 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 the end of Wait. four games, they're probably just as involved in the passing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, coming into this game, Lamar Miller had six catches. He had some decent yardage, 31-26 in the first two weeks. But And what did Gordon have? I think he had a game with seven catches, if I recall. But then nothing. I, I think the thing about Lamar Miller you just have to worry about is, at some point, do they start to give Deontay Foreman more? Twelve catches in his first two games for Melvin Gordon. None in week three. And what did he have this week? One. So there we go. So 12 in his first two games, one in his next two games. I guess for me, I expect Melvin Gordon to be more involved in the passing game than Lamar Miller. Uh, Jamie, who would you rather have rest of season, Miller or Gordon? Still Gordon, but, you know, it, it, I don't want to get excited about Lamar Miller having one great game against a right. crappy defense. Yeah. All right, well, listen, uh, if you all out there are like me and your football team lost a heartbreaker today and you didn't take it well and you annoyed the hell out of your wife by complaining about your terrible football team, well— Guys like us, we need proflowers.com. I've already gotten my wife flowers on proflowers.com. It went over very well. And actually, Dave, uh, Jamie and Heath, excuse me, you guys can attest. You guys were sent flowers from Pro Flowers. They wanted to show you exactly, you know, what they offer. And I know you guys, when you saw them in the Fort Lauderdale office, were very impressed, right? Yes. Yeah, really nice stuff. And, um, I, I recommend it. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to proflowers.com. And you're going to get 20% off all bouquets of $29 or more. Proflowers.com when you use the promo code FFT at checkout. Proflowers.com and it's FFT at checkout. Now, these bouquets are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days. You get your money back. You control the delivery date. You're getting more bloom for your buck. Really nice stuff on Proflowers.com. Again, go to Proflowers.com. All bouquets, 29, 29 bucks or more. You're getting 20% off with our promo code FFT. FT. You need some flowers? FFT is the promo code on proflowers.com. All right, time for a very average 80 show that we're turning into a football segment. Who's the boss? How dare you? <laughs> you Say were average? Yeah, it was very average. That was a great show. Wow. I guess Once I don't Once again, re- showing your lack of uh, uh, taste. I don't remember it too well, but Charles in charge or, or who's the boss? Uh, who's the boss? Easily. Who's the yeah. boss? I don't know easily, but who's the boss? I love Charles and Charles. Great show. 
We can all agree Growing Pains was better than both. Yes. Yeah. And we can all agree that I don't need to sing the theme song. I probably should, but I won't. I won't sing it. Uh, no, all right. Want us? You want us to tell you to sing the theme song? <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good. Who's the Thank boss? You. Who's the boss in the New Orleans backfield? Ingram or Kamara? I still think Ingram will be better for the rest of the season, but in PPR, Kamara is going to have a huge role. I mean, that's important in the Saints. I'll take Kamara at this point. It's funny though, because Kamara had 10 catches in his first three games and Ingram had 11. It's, it's almost like they really identified that something they, they liked in this matchup and they just went after it over and over again. What a great yeah, it's game. That's how the Kamara. Dolphins think. That's what they said. <laughs> that's what it did. Kamara is 62% owned. Uh, he had 10 catches for 71 yards and a touchdown and five carries. Alright, wait, so Heath, you're taking Ingram. Jamie, you're taking Kamara? Yeah. Alright. Uh, who's gonna be the boss? In the well, I already asked you this. I was gonna say Rams wide receivers. We're gonna take Watkins. Uh, who's the boss for the Patriots wide receivers? Chris Hogan's been just better than Cooks. Ugh. <laughs> that was my response. I can't stand it as a Cooks owner. Well, what do you think? Who's the best wide receiver for the Patriots? Rest of season. I still think Brandon Cooks is the best wide receiver for the Patriots. Gronk. <laughs> there we go. Winner. Let's uh let's look at Brandon Cooks though. And he's really just had one good game. He had three catches for thirty eight yards on six targets after a monster game last week, hundred thirty one yards and two touchdowns on seven targets. Um what do you, is is Brandon Cooks a number one receiver going forward? No, but he's still a number two. I mean he's look, a number if, two. If if he has one touchdown in week one and has two of four games with great production, is this a conversation? Uh, no, it's not. And he almost had the touchdown at week one. He had three for 88 and two pass interference calls inside the five. Well, I guess I'm trying to think how, uh, why he's not a one. Would you take DeAndre Hopkins over Cooks at this point? Easily. Yes. <laughs> okay. Would you take a Broncos? Are you laughing at how much I bought into the Texans offense? Um, but those I, two guys were close coming into the season anyway. I don't think we they were that Hopkins close. Ranked ahead of Cooks. I don't. Wait, who? What? Who did? I think we had Hopkins ranked ahead of Cooks. No way. Not after not, the. Not uh, after Edelman went. Not down. after the Edelman injury. Yeah, that's where I was going to say. Not after the Edelman injury. Uh, Cooks was, I think, like an early became like a mid-second round pick. I would say. Yeah. Unfortunately, Hopkins started to slide a little bit. But I think if we had known that Watkins was going to start from the beginning of the season, at least for me, I would have bought into the upside just based on how I draft. All right, who's the boss in the Jets' backfield? Palau Yep. Who's the boss in the Giants' backfield? Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman. Yeah. Yep. Anybody want Wayne Gallman on their fantasy teams? Uh, home game against the Chargers at 1 o'clock next week? Yes, the Giants are going to destroy the Chargers. <laughs> I'll buy that. Wade Gallman averaged almost four yards per carry. If you're near four yards per carry for the Giants, you should get like a Hall of Fame bust, the Giants Hall of Fame. That's impressive stuff. All right, he's 3% owned. Uh, Darkwood didn't play, so keep that in mind. But um, I think he's earned some more, another look. Who's the boss in the Eagles' backfield? Who? 
JB said Sproles? I said both. Oh, both. I said Blunt. What? All right, Jamie, you said both. So, so let's talk about it. This is a pretty interesting backfield right now. The Eagles had the ball for over 39 minutes. They won by two with the Chargers, and both guys had big games. Blunt had 136 yards rushing. I just think you're going to get what you were going to get from Smallwood with Sproles, which was, you know, a guy that's going to give you some good total yards, catch the ball in the backfield. In PPR moving forward, I still would take Smallwood over Blunt, like we said after the injury. So Blunt beat up a bad defense. He's hopefully going to be good, but he's still a 30-year-old running back that runs the contact. Yeah, Blunt feels a little sell high to me. Totally. I, I, I love what I saw from Smallwood today. Yeah? Okay, Smallwood 70% owned. He's still available. He's 10, 10 carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. And he did have, you know, we were talking about it. Is he going to be a PPR guy? Heath, remember you said we'll find out this week because he only had, I think, nine career catches. Four catches for 45 yards. That's pretty nice for Wendell Smallwood. On six targets, I believe. All right. I like it. Um, and who is the boss in the NFL? Who's the best team Deshaun in football? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Who's the best team in football? It's clearly the Chiefs. Is it really the Chiefs? Like, do you think they're going to win the Super Bowl? That doesn't have anything to do with who's the best team right now. Who do you honestly think is the best team in football right now? The Chiefs. What if the Chiefs lose tomorrow? I don't. I don't accept that as a possible outcome. <laughs> it's a big spread, by the way. I was a little surprised. You think they're going to beat them by seven? It feels like a three-point game to me. I shouldn't have. Said yeah. That. Now there's going to be a freaking blowout. Did you see my uh, my tweet with the uh, last three quarterbacks to play at Arrowhead in primetime? No. It, it's not good oh, at all. Oh, really? Okay. All right. One of them topped 200 yards passing. There were zero touchdowns and two interceptions between the three of them. So I really don't know who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. I, the Patriots' defense is so bad. I'm still going to take the Patriots. I think they figure it out. They right. usually do. Yeah, typically. All right, uh, two, two home losses though in, in in the first four games. That's odd for them. Anybody else want to give a Super Bowl champion right now after four weeks? Also uh, say Patriots, Packers, Packers. Okay. All right, here's a segment called Who Cares. We go from Who's the Boss to Who Cares. These guys did well. Tell me if you care. Devin Funches, two touchdowns on nine targets. Yes. Yeah. To what it's extent? The Patriots. Do you, to what extent do you care, Jamie? I care in the fact that we're now going into bye weeks and in a 14-team league, if I just lost Julio Jones and I have Funches on my bench, he's now had three games, I don't know the numbers in front of me, but three games in a row with a lot of targets coinciding with Greg Olson being down. Six targets, ten targets, nine targets in his last three games. I mean, that's, you know, look, if, if Cam, for whatever it's worth, turned a corner this week, that's worth buying into, that Devin Funches is going to be involved. Will Fuller, 21% owned, four catches, 35 yards, two touchdowns on six targets. Do you care about Will Fuller? Yes. Yes. Who do you like more, Funches or Fuller? Fuller. Fuller. Do you care about Juju Smith-Schuster, 4% owned? He's got two touchdowns in his last three games. No. Yes. You do, Jamie? Yeah, of course. Same scenario. You're, you're seeing Eli Rogers inactive, and... I want to believe in Martavis Bryant. I hope Martavis Bryant gets back to the level of being the superstar type player that he showed before the suspension. But if he continues to run wrong routes and drop passes, Ben will start looking at Schuster more. Smith-Schuster I guess more. the difference for me is he's, he got it's four targets. Yeah, but they didn't throw the ball a lot today. And and the snap count was up from last week. Snap count was up from today. 
And the fact that Rodgers was their slot guy and now is not playing, that means they want him on the field more. That's Juju Smith-Schuster for the Steelers, 4% owned. Do you care about Tyler Croft? Two touchdowns for the Bengals today, tight end at Cleveland. Yes. You do? Yeah. We need tight ends, man. I mean, this is a, this is a guy that's replacing, you know, somebody that we liked. And if, if Eifert's out for a long time, he could be somebody that you can use during these bye weeks and during injuries and whatnot. Three catches for 28 yards last week, uh, but six catches, 68 yards, and two touchdowns. Not really feeling it, Heath, on Tyler Croft? No. Um, I, I'll use the uh, Devin Funches that Jamie used, the 14-team. In a 14-team league, maybe. But I can't – like Ryan Griffin was bad this week. I don't think I'm going to drop him for Tyler Croft. Do you care about either of the Bucks tight ends? Boy, do they take advantage of that matchup. My goodness. Do you care about the Bucks tight ends? Cameron Braid, absolutely. I'll stick with Braid, yeah. 52% own Cameron How about Braid. give give credit where credit's due? On our FFT show on Sunday morning, Nick Costas called O.J. Howard having a big day. Well, he, he yeah, he was wide open. That was as easy as it gets. His first career touchdown, like, honestly might be the easiest touchdown of his career. Yeah. But yeah, good for that's good. Good call there. Uh, the Giants are so bad against tight ends, so don't drop Hunter Henry just yet. He did catch a touchdown, no. Hunter Henry. And look at Antonio Gates next week too. I mean, both guys could save Philip Rivers in a tough matchup. All right, uh, we're gonna get to the rest of the games here, but I gotta tell you, look, man, I am getting pretty good at this draft thing. Okay, as of right now, there are a couple of games left. I'm in first place in both of my draft contests, and I really, uh, I have a lot of fun. So I'm in a, a four-person league. I'm in first place right now. And I'm in a two-person league against our boy Scott Sheriff. He challenged me to, he's a long-time listener. If you have been a long-time listener, you know Scott, he recorded the Everything I Do parody with, uh, with us, I don't know, five years ago, whatever that was. So Scott challenged me to draft, and Scott, I'm whooping you right now, so you talk too much trash, my man, but we love you. Anyway, look, Draft is great. It's a great daily fantasy app. You do snake drafts. Get on Draft app on the Draft app right now, or go to PlayDraft.com, and basically what you do is you just you join a contest with up to 10 people. You do snake drafts. They don't take long because you get at most 30 seconds on the clock. You, you fill out a pretty small lineup, and it's just really fun to watch this team uh, get to work and hopefully win you some money. Go to draft. Uh, go to playdraft.com or download the draft app. And for a limited time only, get a free entry into a draft after you make your first deposit. All you got to do is use our promo code. It's FF today. So play a real money game for free. Use that promo code FF today on draft on the app or at playdraft.com. Promo code is FF today. Uh, let's see. Jordan Matthews thumb injury. Ben Watson returned from the concussion protocol. Giants defensive end Olivier Vernon left again with an ankle injury. David Amerson, cornerback for the Raiders, he was evaluated for a concussion. The Saints got their uh, right tackle, Zach Streif, back, but he left with an injury. So that was a tough break. And that's the game we're going to start with here. Saints and Dolphins. See what we can do here in the next 20 minutes or so. Saints 20, Dolphins 0. Um, We covered most of this game. Heath, anything we missed from this game? You want to talk about the Dolphins wide receivers, Parker and Landry? I mean, considering how bad things went, I was pretty encouraged that Devontae Parker at least got six for 69. Mm -hmm. Um, He looks like as long as Jay Cutler keeps the job, Jay Cutler's going to be the best producer in this offense. But I'm worried about the Dolphins. Yeah, they're giving people a lot of reason to worry. And it's so funny because they started out with such a great win. At the Chargers, but uh, but they're on four. 
I know. I'm not sure how great a win that was. I know. It seemed like a great win at the time, but no, everybody beats the Chargers. All right, Buffalo 23, Atlanta 17. And one thing we did see was LaShawn McCoy get a goal line carry. We were a little worried about that, but uh, he got a goal line carry. That was good. So Charles Clay, Jamie, how good is Charles Clay going to be rest of season? He had seven targets. He had five catches for 112 yards in this game. What do you think about Charles Clay, 77% owned? I mean, he was a, a go-to guy on two big scramble plays for Tyrod Taylor. And it was the same thing on the touchdown last week. You know, Ty- Taylor scrambled out of uh, trouble and, and found playing in the end zone. So he's their best receiver. I, I don't think that's close. So, you know, as long as this continues, there's no reason to go away from him. Is he a top five tight end, Charles Clay? You know, he might be with the injuries. I don't know if that'll be consistent week to week. That'll be a consistent top five tight end. But by the end of the year, the numbers may be there. This is now, I don't know, like seven good games in the last seven that Tyrod Taylor has played. Wow. It's pretty good, man. Uh, Dave called for a breakout game for Tevin Coleman, and he really got it. 79 rushing yards, 65 receiving yards. Heath, is there a rhyme or reason as to when to start or sit Tevin Coleman? I think you just start Tevin Coleman most weeks, especially in PPR, because he's so involved in the passing game. And you are going to, it's kind of like Stefan Diggs. You're going to get some just gross duds, but you don't want to miss out on the big games. So I'm just, I'm starting Tevin Coleman more often than not. And finally, Jamie, which receiver would you want to pick up for the Falcons if Julio and Sanu miss some time? Gabriel. Okay. 37% on. Is there a deep sleeper there? Uh, I mean, maybe Justin Hardy. Justin but, Hardy. You no. Know, yeah. Austin Hooper did, finally had more than two targets in the game. Did Gabriel have a catch today? No. No. Nope. Five targets, but he had a touchdown. I believe that was called back on a penalty. Yeah, that's called we're, an almost touchdown. We're we're all agreeing now that the Bills' defense is just good, right? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> no. What? So here's the thing: they didn't really have a good defense last year. They traded away their best cornerback. Um, Scheme. I guess. Yeah, how's, that, how's that best cornerback working for the Patriots? But then they also traded another cornerback to the Eagles, right? Got rid, got rid of all their They problems. got rid of Darby and, uh, and, <laughs> Gilmore. and Gilmore. They were tanking. They were trying to lose. And a lot of, and, okay, I'm not saying they have a bad defense, but I wish we had seen the Falcons at full strength. That's all I'm saying. They played almost all this game without Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu. So that's well, they got... played the first half with Julio. No. Second yeah, yeah. got hurt in the second quarter. For, yeah, second quarter, but I think it was pretty early in the second quarter. No, I don't know. I, I'm not i I'm not completely bought in, but I I mean I think you gotta be you gotta be pretty much bought in, I, I suppose. Uh yeah. Who are they playing I mean, next look, week? We'll find out next week. They gotta go into Cincinnati with a team that's turned the corner offensively. <laughs> They've done a crap team. But you're right, they have turned the Corner offensively. Carolina 33, New England 30. Is Cam Newton back? That's exactly uh, how we feel about it. <laughs> <He's getting> it. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to be uh, in my believe it or not column this week because we talked about dropping him last week. I I don't think he's back. No, I think that the Patriot every quarterback that's played the Patriots this year has thrown for 300 yards. That's amazing. That's amazing. He did that on 29 pass attempts, too. I love that he had 44 rushing yards in that rushing touchdown. That was uh, his most rushing yards in 11 games going back to last season. So fill in the blank. Cam Newton is a top blank quarterback rest of season. 15. That's perfect. 
Eli Manning I, or Cam Newton? Cam. Uh, Eli, because he's looked really good with Odell Beckham on the field. Okay, how concerned are you about Christian McCaffrey being reliable this year? Very. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's just not not really playing that well. He had a huge game last week against the Saints, but that was with Kelvin Benjamin hurt. This year, this week, four catches, 33 yards. Still solid, I guess, in PPR, but not running well. Now, what about if they get their center back, if they get Khalil back? Could could McCaffrey, could I frame him as a buy low? Would you buy it? Yes. If, as long as you're buying really low, yes. All right, Tom Brady was good again, 24 fantasy points. Oh, Mike Gillisley. What the hell? Deion Lewis got an eight-yard rushing touchdown. Quick thoughts on the Patriots' backfield. It's really strange that we're not able to pinpoint exactly when the Patriots are going to use their running backs. But he still sees what? It's been 12 carries or more each of the first four games? Yeah, he's still dominating carries, and he did get some short yardage carries. and even got a goal line carry, just didn't get in. The he's Lewis averaging touchdowns. what my, my floor is for him. But how much of that was the three touchdowns in the first week? It's still what the average is, <laughs> I guess, but it's frustrating, man. Uh, they've got Tampa Bay on the road next week. Start Jameis. And uh, Danny Amendola, 52% owned, got a late touchdown, saved fantasy owners who may have started him. Only 8% did. Any faith in Amendola going forward? Number three receiver, better in PPR. Yep. All right. Cincinnati 31, Cleveland 7. Cincinnati had the ball for more than 10 minutes more than Cleveland. We talked about the running backs here. Do you think Andy Dalton is going to be reliable, or do you think he's just taking advantage of – well, he scored 20 fantasy points at Green Bay in overtime. That wasn't great, but 35 points today, huge game for Dalton. Is he going to be reliable going forward, Jamie? What do you think? Yeah, I think you're starting him next week, even in a tough matchup against Buffalo, just because of who's missing at quarterback. So – I mean, like, if you could pick up Deshaun Watson for Andy Dalton, I'm fine with that if you want to make that move next week because Buffalo's defense being as good as they've shown. But, like, I, I did my ranking so far, uh, and right now I have him 13th behind Alex Smith. You know, I, I could easily make that switch and put him top 12 without Breeze, without Cousins, without Matt Ryan. You know, so if Andy Dalton's still available to you, you pick him up off, off waivers. You know, you ride the hot hand. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's leaning on his best players. Heath, yep, Tyler Croft, man. <laughs> no, nah, but AJ Green's gonna have a big game, a big year. Um, Heath, uh, Duke Johnson got a one yard touching, rush, uh, one yard rushing touchdown late in the game. Uh, do you think he, who's the, who's the boss in the Cleveland backfield? It's Duke Johnson. Uh, because they're going to have to throw to their running backs a lot more than they hand the ball to their running backs, and he is the guy they're throwing to. So it's, it's Duke. If there's a time to buy low on Isaiah Crowell, this is this is as perfect as it gets because they get the Jets next week. Yeah, you're gonna buy him on the waiver wire. You, trust you think people are gonna drop him? I think people are gonna drop him. I'd wait a week. Seven carries in this game, and they got blown out, so that never never helps. Duke Johnson or Christian McCaffrey, rest of season. Ooh, I'll still take McCaffrey. I I will too, but it's a lot closer than we thought it was going to be. Detroit 14, Minnesota 7. I mean, I gotta say, Keenum didn't play terribly, and you know what? Uh, Stefan Diggs still put up his numbers. Five catches for 98 yards on seven, ta- on seven targets, and even Thielen wasn't horrible. Five for 59, but he did fumble. Uh, that's, I mean, that's very encouraging for Stefan Diggs. I, I, I do not think I will ever say sit him again. 
So, yeah, and they got a nice schedule. I'm just looking at their schedule now. Bears, Packers, Ravens, Browns, by Redskins, Rams, Lions, Falcons, Panthers. This is a good schedule for Minnesota. They had All right, but Sam Bradford, is that somebody that we should be picking up and stashing? Maybe, but is he going to play again? Right. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that his knee is like they are trying to make it a short-term thing, and it's not a short-term thing. Is Golden Tate a must-own in PPR leagues? Yeah, I'm sorry. Good. Sorry. Is is uh, is Theo Riddick a must-own in PPR leagues? Uh, no. Yeah, I I have a hard time. I have a hard time envisioning the situation where I would drop him, but I guess it's possible. I mean, look, Amir Abdul, I believe, has had as many catches or more than him in three or four games, right? That could be. That could be. Love me some Amir Abdul. Let's get going. So here's the thing. They, they've had some tough games. They've had some tough matchups. It was a difficult start to the schedule for the for the Lions. And Carolina's a good defense, too. So I don't know how much easier it gets. But um, do you think Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay, who missed today's game, are still worth owning? Or are they definitely waiver wire fodder for you? They're worth owning. You think they're worth owning? I think they're worth owning, yeah. I would say Jones, yes, Galladay, no, because if he's hurt on top of the fact that he's had a disappearing act each of the last four games, or three games, you know, with being hurt in one of them. Yeah. What What are you holding on to at this point? Yeah. All right. Well, they got Carolina next week, as I mentioned. Uh Jets 23, Jaguars 20. Powell, crazy 75-yard touchdown run. How about the Jets, the 2-2 two and two New York Jets? Um, you know what though? Give me your thoughts on Leonard Fournette after this game. He led the team in receiving with 59 yards and a touchdown. Yards per carry, not great. He's around 3.5 right now. Um, thoughts on Fournette going forward? Should have had the game-winning touchdown too. Got called back on holding. Nuts. Yeah, he's he's a low-end number one running back. He scored in every game he's played. One <laughs> preseason game every any every NFL game. Kind of weird that I just said nuts like that. Sorry. I meant like, oh, nuts. <laughs> I should probably should just said rats or something. Uh, Heath, go ahead. Are, are we scared of the Jacksonville defense still? Well. Two great games, two. Exactly. Two, two great halves and then falling apart. I mean, Bilal Powell and Elijah McGuire just ran. Did they have 300 yards between the two of them almost? This is, uh, this is four games in a row now where a running back has gotten nine or more fantasy points against them. That's so weird. Well, I, McGuire, man, like that, he looked really good. And, um, he's 10% owned. So at Cleveland next week, there's going to be some opportunities. Of course, Powell will be the one to, that will rank but higher. Cleveland's Look, I, a better know, run defense than Jacksonville right true. now. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I know, uh, I know Matt Forte is your best friend and all, but they should have cut him before the season. They're just gone with these two guys. They need veteran leadership, Jamie. It's important. Do they? I think so. Don't I provide ve- don't I provide ver- veteran leadership to this podcast? What kind of pizza does he like? He likes New York style. He's a smart mm-hmm. man. Okay, uh Rams thirty five, Dallas thirty. Damn Rams. And what's the takeaway from this game that we haven't talked about? Des Bryant, we're, we're happy. Five for ninety eight on thirteen targets. I mean, the only thing he was missing was a touchdown. I don't understand why his catch percentage is so low this year. It's been this way in uh, almost every week. You look at it, and it's right at or below 50%. He's, I, he's I faced good know. corners. He's faced good corners for sure. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, but, yeah, we're, you're happy with that. 
Dez or Hopkins, rest of season? Mm. Hopkins. No, really? Really? Okay. You know what? I I like it. It's different. But Um, Dez could have a monster week next week against that secondary in Green Bay. Then a bye, then at San Francisco, yeah. Um, okay, Jake, Jason Witten is 90%. Oh, he, he had an almost touchdown. They just missed him on a touchdown in, early in the game. Uh, Witten, rest of season is, would you rather, would you drop Witten for Tyler Croft? No. Yes. Really, Jamie? <laughs> I love it when we both say it so obviously and it's just completely different opinions. I'm just, like, tight end is so frustrating, but really you drop- Jason Witten's a myth. I mean, he has- Tyler Croft? Tyler Croft is at least playing Tyler Eifert's role. But he did it for one game against the Browns. He didn't do, he and kept- Jason Witten did it for two games when they couldn't throw on anybody with that good corners. Like, uh, okay. I, I, I would rather just find a different tight end than either of these two, but- <laughs> Well that's the point, asking, that's why you go what? Tyler Croft, cause at least he's I, the hot name right I, now. I don't get any points for what he just did. Witten's had a few- You don't get any points few. for what Jason Witten did the first two weeks either. Witten's had a few almost touchdowns this year. It's pretty close to some surprising fantasy production. All right, Steelers twenty six, Ravens nine. It, like, is there anyone on the Ravens that you feel is a must own? Yeah, I'll take Alex Collins. Um, I wouldn't mind having Alex Collins in some leagues, but no, I wouldn't call any of them must owns. Is Martavis Bryant a buy low? Yes, home games are coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Martavis, get it going. Martavis Bryant or Sammy Watkins, rest of season? Bryant. Mm. They're so, so, so similar. Well, no, one guy gets targets. Yeah, <laughs> that's for, for now, he's getting them. Well, Bryant uh, still, still led them in receiving. I'll say Bryant, but I don't feel good about it. Houston 57, Tennessee 14. That is not a typo. They had the ball for almost two-thirds of the game. They just destroyed them. Give me your thoughts on the Tennessee Titans running backs, Heath Cummings. I still think DeMarco Murray is the best running back. Um, I, I think what we talked about this morning on FFT with Derrick Henry is right. If you're going to get excited about playing Derrick Henry as a flex, you, it better be a situation where you think the Titans are going to have a lead in the second half. And if Matt Castle is going to be their starting quarterback, I don't know if that's going to happen. Rest of season, would you rather have DeMarco Murray or Amir Abdullah? Murray. Murray. Murray or Hyde? Hyde. Yeah, I think Hyde. Murray or Jordan Howard? Howard. Howard. Okay. Alright, let's go to our next game here. Should have asked Murray or Ajay. Yeah, Murray or Ajay. Ooh. Murray. I'll go Murray. Oh, okay. Tampa, we gotta do some, I think we should do some running back rankings on Wednesday. Let's figure it all out. Tampa Bay 25, Giants 23. Eli Manning's had two big games in a row. We know they can't run. He's 72% owned, could be a good option. Well, they can for now. Uh, I'm not buying it. What are you talking about? Eli Manning's the best rusher oh, on the team. <laughs> they had like an eight yard touchdown or something. And the worst spike you'll ever see. You know, I gotta tell you, nobody knows how to celebrate now. Like, they've got this freedom, and I feel like everybody sucks at celebrating. There are no good celebrations. They're, they're trying too hard. Have you been watching? No, they're terrible! They sit there, they have to like choreograph it, they have to take a few seconds to figure out what they're doing. Bad celebration. Bad celebrations. So, um, Manning has the Chargers, then he has the Broncos, then he has the Seahawks, then he has a bye. So one more week for him. Um, 
What do you think about what do you think about Evan Ingram, guys? I love He's the target. Somebody that you should buy into more than Tyler Croft and more than Jason Witten. Agreed. What do you think about Deshaun Jackson, guys? He's somebody that you should consider cutting if you need a roster spot. Really? Okay. He's he's gonna be boom. Bu- he's gonna be boom bust. I I'm not particularly interested you, in cutting him. You don't cut him leading into the Patriots game. Right. No. No. <laughs> yes. Agree with that. All right, Eagles twenty six, Chargers twenty four, and he's barking a little bit. So this could—I'll take that back. Don't cut him. He's—he's—he's going to be due for a big game. Eagles twenty six, Chargers twenty four. Who would you rather have rest of the season, Carson Wentz or Philip Rivers? Wentz. Wentz. He—he just missed a big game. Yeah. Because he played really well. I know the seventeen for thirty one is not what you want to see, but he played really well. I think my only concern with Wentz—I think he's a becoming a darn good player—is that they might become a running team. What do you think their offensive identity is going to be? I still think they're going to like this game. They were a running team against the defense that has missed more tackles than any defense in the NFL, but they were throwing the ball like seventy percent of the time coming into this game. I don't think one game changes that. I do think they're due for a little bit of a letdown next week because Arizona's defense is really good. Okay, so uh, don't drop Hunter Henry. He's got the Giants coming up. We talked a lot about Tyrell Williams, the Eagles running back. So Denver sixteen, Oakland ten. Oh, they have a bye coming up. The Broncos, that is. What's your concern level for Demarius Thomas, Jamie? I mean, you're may consider benching him, you know, when they come off their bye week because he just hasn't played to the level that you like to see fantasy wise. But I wouldn't judge this game as the reason why to get rid of him. You know, he's just missing touchdowns, and so there'll be some great games ahead. I think he's a great buy low candidate. Okay, and Heath, do we care at all about AJ Derby, who had 75 yards and a touchdown on four catches? Giants fans should love him. He caught the ball with one hand, ran into the end zone, holding on to it with one hand. Uh, it was really cool looking. Giants fans? Yeah. Why? That's that's what makes Odell Beckham so special. Is he catches it with one hand. <laughs> yeah, no, that's two. the only thing that makes Odell Beckham special. No, I in in this environment, I would I would rather have Croft than Derby. Yes. But keep an eye on Derby in two weeks when he faces the Giants. And finally, Arizona 18, San Francisco 15. And I just got to say, like, it just seems like everything is so damn difficult for Carson Palmer. That's the worst offensive line in the NFL. Oh, but you know what? I'm I'm really an idiot because I, I also think that Jerron Brown is one of the most under-owned players in fantasy. I think you're right. And, and I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have waited so long. I don't know why I skipped over him in the Who Cares segment. But Jerron Brown, I think he's 8% on. I'm going to confirm that. Is he going to be the most targeted Brown uh, on the Cardinals? Or is he going to be the, is he going to be the most targeted Cardinal? Because he has been, I, I think, at least last few weeks. He's 8% on. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's in that Devin Funches conversation, for sure. Man, it's very interesting. The targets for Jerron Brown last three games, 11, 6, and what did he have in this game? Anyone know that? 12. 12. Well, it's pretty damn good. 11 or more in two of his last three and 105 yards here. So. And they can't run the ball. They cannot, but we do like Andre Ellington as a waiver wire pickup. Any final thoughts, guys, for week three, week four, week one, week two, whatever, week four? Uh, the Seahawks are not good again. Oh, no. Keith keeps spoiling the game I'm DVRing. Yeah. yeah. Well, Heath, we need a little something from Chris Carson here. Did you watch the Arizona-San Francisco game? Of course. You already saw this game. (laughs) All right. For Heath and Jamie, I'm Adam. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday with the waiver wire. Bye.